0: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential. Welcome, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity, my friend. It's Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Sorry, I, (laughs) I was so excited to say hello to you. I just jumped in there.
1: It's perfectly okay, my friend. It's yeah. perfectly okay. We're we're here today uh, to talk about measuring, monitoring, and managing success in uh, coaching.
0: Excellent, excellent. And, and you know, um, because of a past uh, podcast that we did, I get real excited
1: about the measurement
0: points. And, you
1: you love this this yeah. podcast, and we're going to re- refer back to episode six. So okay. If they wanted to, um, if you want to, you know, make this episode come more alive, go back and listen to episode six. Okay. And that will really get people the the foundation of what we're going to talk about today. We're kind of building and expanding upon the concepts.
0: Excellent. Now, before we dive in here,
1: Mm -hmm. your business and what Mm -hmm.
0: you do is go around, you help people with the idea of coaching. Right. Um, What made you think, I got to focus on coaching most?
1: Yeah, it, well, it was because of failure of sales success, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or sales training, okay. And uh, and I think that leads to anybody. You know, it's you don't learn from success; as you learn from failure. And my failure was sales training, mm-hmm. and I recognized that the sales training didn't work because coaches didn't know how to reinforce the concepts. And so then I started telling concept coach. I, I told clients, I said, um, I can do sales training, but I will not do it without teaching your managers how to coach and then following up. And so it'll be just as much a sales program as it will as a coaching program. Once I did that, the, the results were remarkable. Uh, huge change, huge impact. Uh, the results then were the results I was looking for and what they were looking for as a client.
0: And that is really the key to success. It, uh, most organizations, they'll bring you in for two hours every six months, and here's the new concept from this, and here's right. this new catchy thing. Right. And I guess you can always learn from a good training right. program, but you're... Approaches Enough of that. Let's teach people to coach these behaviors. Yeah, and right? also
1: change it to a coaching culture. Uh, gotcha. most organizations will, you know, they'll, they'll bring somebody in and do the training, but they don't reinforce the concepts. And, you know, I've gotten to the point in my career where I just tell clients, you know, I can come in and do a training. That's not going to do anything for you. Let's talk about a coaching culture. Uh, you know, it's a long-term agreement between my, myself and my clients. I work with them, you know, for a year or two or three years to mm. be on the relationship. But it takes that long to, number one, teach the concepts. But also, so I can teach you how to coach in a day. The challenge is unlearning all right. of your bad habits. Right, right, right. That's what we have to work on is that we replace those bad habits with the good habits of coaching to asking questions rather than the command and control method of, of management. And so when you do that, then remarkable things happen. But you even get some folks who resist the process. And that's what we're going to talk about today is oh. you know, a manager. He was in an organization for about 10 years in a management role. Um, and he resisted the coaching process okay. uh, for about mm, probably eight months to a year that we were in it. And then we did, you know, in episode six, we talked about uh, the self-assessment. Gotcha. So not only did we do the self-assessment, but we also did the self-assessment for his employees that reported him. So we took... John Zinger's ideas and concepts kind of flipped the uh, the questions around so that employees could answer it. And, you know, because one of the self-assessment questions is, you know, I spend 25% of the time or less time talking and my employee speaks about 75% of time or more. Well, we switched that around and, you know, the question basically was, does my manager, you know, speak 25% of the time and do I get to ch- talk 75% of the time, you know, and then mm-hmm. put that on a scale of one to five. And then as we did that, then those employees got to take that survey, and what we did is then went back to those managers, and gave the survey to the managers so they could do a self-assessment like John Zinger has. Okay, it. we gave all of the managers their self-assessment, and we gave the employees the ability to to uh, to basically, you know, grade their grade their managers how well how effective are they in these concepts of coaching, and then we took all of those numbers and gave it back to managers so they got the average of all the managers in the organization they got their self assessment score and they got their employee score and basically what we asked them this wasn't a you know a cattle prod moment a Zingham moment <laughs> it was basically we asked them you know what have you learned from these numbers and what do you want to change again using coaching and uh, this gentleman said you know I really need to change this and so
0: so so would you say that these folks so they were taught the concepts they were coached the concepts themselves right but using this tool really highlighted mm-hmm. from their um, direct reports, here's where they're strong and here's where they need to improve, right? Right.
1: Because if you don't measure The it, light
0: bulb went off. The, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry. I got to use my Rory Rowland uh, terminology. <laughs> the, the thought, thought bubble, bubble <laughs>
1: came on, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thought bubble came on to them because mm-hmm. you know, they, they recognize now they're being held accountable. Because I, I talk to organizations all the time and I say you've got to measure, monitor, and manage success. And if you don't measure it, you don't monitor it, you can't manage it. And so one of the things I said to the CEO was, let's do the survey of all of your managers to see if we can measure it, monitor it, manage success, and see if they're, in fact, adopting the concepts and the ideas that you want them to do to make this a coaching culture. Mm-hmm. Um, then it came back, and this individual, he you know was resistant to the concept, saw the numbers, recognized the CEO, recognized that he wasn't doing it well. Guess what? No, no, The CEO already knew okay. that he wasn't doing it well, mm-hmm. and but this now put it in paper. This put it in writing, and that's when he had the you know, the self-assessment to say, hey, I'm going to reach out to Rory and, and we're going to have some phone conversations and see what we can do in order to prove it. And I think that's what that's what this self-measurement tool is so good about, is it made them think about, um, made this manager think about, am I doing it and how can I change and how can I improve? So that is some tough feedback.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm. that's constructive feedback. Um, I don't know if you found this in your experience, but sometimes people don't like tough feedback. <laughs>
1: well, that's why we coach. <laughs> so uh, you how, know. how
0: did the, this person take it when they saw the numbers and the, and the areas to improve? Did they resist the numbers, the questions, or did they say, oh, wow, I think this is probably true?
1: Well, I let them. I let them. We gave them the numbers and then we let it alone okay. almost for a week. Uh, let the manager be alone with their numbers and see where they're at. And then we reached out to him after that and said, you know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So then it was a little bit softer. They had a softer landing. And I'm sure if some of them, you know, for 24 or 48 hours, it was painful. If you've ever had any feedback, it was painful. And mm-hmm. I have. I uh, have. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Yeah. We've gotten off track. And, yeah. and it can be painful. And you've got to take some time to kind of self-evaluate. And all of a sudden, you step back about it and say, I can fix that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he was at. Uh, he said, I can fix this. Um, he and the CEO had a conversation. When they had that conversation, they recognized that, hmm, I've got to do this. I've got to change this behavior. And then that's where the CEO reached out to me and, and said, hey, uh, I've got this manager. You know who they are. Their score is one of the worst of the group. They want to improve it. They want to change it. Okay. And then they did it. And s-
0: well, it sounds like the CEO used the important concepts as well, mm-hmm. not to use it as you're in trouble. But, right. hey, this is just another tool to improve. What can we do to help you out?
1: Right. I, I look at it as a speedometer. Okay. You know, if you were going down the highway and your speedometer, you had an electric screen and your speedometer was intermittent. It would come on about every uh-huh. two seconds for every minute or so. Mm-hmm. And so you were never quite sure how fast you were going. And then it would come on again and you'd look and, okay, I'm, I'm not going too fast or I'm going too fast. And, and let's say your, your uh, you know automatic control wouldn't work. So you could set the speedometer at, at 65 miles an hour. And so you actually had to keep your foot in the gas and you had to kind of guess where you were at. Well, if you're getting intermittent feedback, you'd be incredibly uncomfortable with your driving skills. Oh, okay. And so we need feedback, you know, on a consistent basis so that we can be more confident in our coaching skills. Right. And that's what this tool does. Allows you to do that. So,
0: the tool were the questions that we talked about in, in episode previous six, episode. Right? Mm-hmm. How did you deliver the information and go through the numbers with the individual
1: yeah then what we did is basically you know I, I sorted the numbers gave it to the ceo first the ceo took a look at it then uh the ceo actually distributed the numbers directly to the managers so that i wasn't the one doing that and then once that those folks got it then you know the ceo they said hey if you got a question you can reach out to the ceo and we just let them kind of absorb it and to use it uh, but you know we are working with those managers who scored poorly Uh, They know they scored poorly because they can see their average against the average of the group. So we wanted to work with those folks that were, you know, on the bottom of the scale to see if we can get them up to the other side of the equation. But there were some that we knew that would be, you know, that would score high and ta-da, they did.
0: Were they asked to put together uh, a plan for improvement or?
1: That's a great question. And that's exactly what I've done with those folks that I've worked with is what's your game plan for success? How do you want to take this going forward? What do you want to do? How do you want to measure your success? And one of the things that I gave the managers is just this simple question after every coaching exercise or any time that you meet with an employee in-depth, you know, say 10, 15, 20 minutes, where you have a pretty in-depth conversation about coaching or a coaching concept or something they're working on, or but then to finish the conversation with this question: Is there anything I can do to improve as a mm-hmm. manager? And studies have shown when you do that, when you ask that question. You know, what can I do to improve as a manager? And you ask that consistently, and then you take their feedback to heart, and you really absorb it, and you really take it to heart. But then the other side of the coin is to even have a playful spirit. Um, I don't know if you've got friends uh, that you're close to that, and you, you probably do. We all do, where we know we've got a shortcoming. We know we have a mistake. We know we've got some type of flaw, mm-hmm. and but they have permission to call us on it. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> go, Absolutely. Hey, Paul, you're doing it again. Right, right. Right. Um, you know, or I was talking to a gentleman uh, on a podcast, and it'll be probably after this episode here, um, and he's called The Leadership Geek, and um, he's uh, Dan Rockwell, and Dan Rockwell told a great story in the podcast, and I hope I don't distill his thunder here, but he told a great podcast where a woman told him and some feedback to her when he was a manager that you're pushy, and he never thought he was pushy mm. at all. And so then there was a time where he was back in, in the, the cubicle land. And he was talking to a woman and and he came across pushy, but he didn't recognize he was pushy. Mm-hmm. And he said she stood up from her cubicle about two cubicles away because she could overhear him. He's got this booming voice. <laughs> she stood up and she made eye contact with him with that knowing, you know, kind of <laughs> she look of you're doing it. you're Right now, you're doing the pushy thing. And he said he will never forget that moment. And that was her opportunity to give him feedback mm-hmm. where they had had that conversation. They had talked about it. He gave her, you know, somewhat implicit consent to go ahead and and you know let me know if I right. cross that line he did she let him know and he said it changed his behavior and we need that we need so there, there's two points to that point is first off ask employees is there anything I can improve on and then if they give you some feedback on something then and you agree with them you say that's something I need to really work on right. that's important I want to because there may be times when you're going to say you know that's my that's my personality. That's I'm, right. I'm not going to change much on that. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able. To, but if it's something you do want to work on and you want to get better at, give them implicit, you know, a, per, a permission to call you on mm-hmm. it. Because then that's your intermittent kind of speedometer. From time to time, guess what? That speedometer is going to come on, and they're going to say you're going a little too fast here.
0: And you're asking them to coach you, Bingo. so you
1: could do a better job for them. Well and then but see the relationship that creates yes it, you know now you're almost colleagues mm-hmm. you're talking about how do we improve our skill sets not only me as a manager but you as an employee recognizing those those shortcomings that i have and you can help that and i think that's an incredibly powerful concept
0: so how did you measure later okay yeah,
1: you, when you mean with the, with this group of managers,
0: with this with this particular issue that you have that you identified, and he saw the numbers, right? Um, we're going to do
1: the survey again. You are going to do it again, okay? Right? We haven't gone to that point yet. Okay. We're going to do it again, but I want to do it about every three to six months, okay? And I just wanted to be able to show the success story here that mm-hmm. we had a manager uh, resistant to the process of coaching, resistant personally to the process of change, and you know nothing was making this person identify that. Recognize it, but then when you give them a report and they see the employees give them the feedback, the CEO sees it, recognizes that. Guess what? This is probably going to be on my you know evaluation as a manager. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It was. It was going to be on that evaluation, but not yet. And then it holds people accountable because they've got to recognize that when you put a coaching culture in place, you've got to have some mechanisms to measure it, and then some mechanisms to hold people accountable. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna ask people to coach. You've got to have a way to measure it and then go back and identify that and say, here's what we're doing.
0: Was this, this manager I'm assuming was, um, probably good in other,
1: other areas.
0: Right. Yeah. My guess is that they saw those numbers and they figured out a way and Mm -hmm. they, they will improve next time.
1: There's no question. Uh, Because
0: they know in their head what to do and, um, what is going to be measured.
1: Right. They know this is going to be measured. And, and I think they probably thought before they could probably just, you know, they've been there a long time, mm-hmm. uh, been here a while, pretty confident, pretty self assured, good manager, you know, uh, department had good numbers, all of those kinds of things. So their confidence level was pretty high, except they didn't coach well. They got that feedback and recognized they're going to be called on it and then said, you know what, I'm going to address this before the CEO comes in and says, hey, uh, these numbers were bad. So, you know, this person got the numbers and, you know, kind of reached out to the CEO and said, Hey, let's talk about this. So I just think that, and that's what we're really looking for in organizations is how do we change behavior And one may be way be training that we train people. Mm -hmm. We may have conversations with them, which I did as a management team, we'd have conversations and how are you coaching and how's the coaching going and all of that, that changed behavior. A number of people didn't change people and behavior. Now all people. This has changed. This is this has got the rest of the the, the herd. Excellent. Uh, you know, now we can. I can confidently say that all of the managers have coaching as a priority for their behavior with the organization, and that's the key to the self assessment that John Zingard put together. But it's also important to give that assessment to the employees, so that managers see that speedometer. They know what how fast they're going, fast or slow. Then they can make the decision what they need to do to make the adjustment.
0: If folks need to get a hold of you to mm-hmm. see how fast or slow
1: they're going. <laughs> what's the best way or if to they get they want it? to speed up their organization right, so they, they can get they can have higher performance. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is exactly it's royroland.com r o r y r o w l a n d roland.com and they can also um, I think we actually have connections on the podcast or if they go to another another website that I have is uh, university. Uh, we've actually put together a learning management program for managers. Uh, and it's a 52-week program that Ooh. managers do like 15 minutes a day, or excuse me, 15 minutes about every week. Uh, and there's also a survey and then some exercises. So they can actually practice this. So if if you don't want to have me come in, you can certainly have the learning management com, uh, system come in. So Excellent. it's coachingmanager.university. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul.
0: Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit roryroland.com.